everybody. Welcome to another fabulous fucking edition of Sex and Other Human Activities, where we talk about fucking and other stuff. I am Sarah Benincasa. That is Mr. Marcus Parks. Oh, how you doing today, Sarah? I'm doing very well. I want to let everybody know, actually, that I have locked down the date for... Uh, the next uh, live show in uh, NYC that I do, Family Hour with Auntie Sarah. It's at the pit right here in New York City. We talk about family stories, which sometimes involve fucking, actually. Sometimes they do, unfortunately. Sometimes your family will fuck you, literally and figuratively. And people, comedians come and they, they share those stories at, at the show. So it's uh, May 28th. You can go to sarahbenincasa.com slash shows to find out about that. And, of course, go to twitter.com slash marcusparks or Sarah, uh, twitter.com slash sarahjbenincasa. Just learn more about what the fuck we're up to. Jeez, Marcus. God. Look at these people. We have people with us today. We have two people with us. God, it's so weird. Well, we, of course, have our returning guest, Benari. <laughs> Benari. Yes. <laughs> That's hilarious. Benari, uh, leaving soon for Afghanistan. Uh, of course. Also hilarious. Right. Hilarious. This guy's, you, a comedi- this guy's an army comedian. He is. He sure is. That's right. I joined for the jokes. <laughs> but I stayed for Humor the in uniform. <laughs> <laughs> it's his fondness for murder. I mean, uh, targeted not, assassination. That's right. He we don't kill- have double tap. We have controlled pairs. I'm not saying he killed Osama, but I am saying he he killed killed Osama. Osama. Exactly. And then that over there is... uh, That uh, that over there. That over there. That gentleman (laughs) over there. uh, A gentleman uh, uh, whose work I have admired for some time, uh, beginning with the the book uh, Our Bodies Are Junk, which is very funny. Well, actually, no, no, no. Earlier than that, Mike Sachs, uh, what was the name of the book you did? And here's the kicker. And here's the kicker, which was uh, is a wonderful compilation of interviews with genius humor writers and uh, and comedians in Thank general. Thank you very much. So you've done a lot of fantastic things, and then Mike Sachs, your current book that we are big pimping at the moment. This motherfucker is just climbing the ranks at Amazon. Mm-hmm. It's, it's up to two hundred thousand. So. Fuck yes, bitch! <laughs> Hell to the year. It's we're gonna take it to one ninety nine 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 nine. Yeah, I hope I hope it breaks us six figures. So know. tell us the title and tell us also. I, I want to talk about the cover art. It's called Your Wildest Dreams Within Reason, and the cover art is actually a photo I found on the on the internet. I did not have it made. It is Captain Marvel. One of one of the um, a lot of superheroes in Hollywood go out and next to the Chinese theater, movie theater, they, they'll pose with Taurus. So you have Superman, you have Green Lantern, uh, Wonder Woman, and one of them is uh, Captain Marvel. And this photographer is, is obsessed with these guys. So cool. Captain Marvel. I thought it was Captain America. It's Captain America. Oh, yes. <laughs> well, he's also obsessed. Yeah, you're right. You see, typical military. <laughs> Typical military. I just want to say, Marcus and I, we made eye contact, and we both had the same exact thought. We was like, do we, do we ask if it's Captain America or not? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm a, I love, I love the cover. By the way, I love, the like, I love it. But I like, to know who... like the whole time, I'm just sitting there, like, don't say it, don't say it. I showed but it no, to now people won't pick up the wrong book, right? Of Captain, Captain Marvel. Marvel. Yeah, don't yeah. buy that book. This is by sh- the one with Captain. America I showed America it to Sergeant it. Benari um, at my house where we have sex. And I showed it to him. Wait, you guys have sex? Correct. That surprises we me, Sarah. It's shocking to me as well. It's a sh- well, not at all surprising to me. Yeah. <laughs> so it's weird. But I showed him. We weren't mid-coitus, but I showed him um, the, Is that the you do thing. And he, he asked. He asked when I looked at he looked at the cover. I was like, it's you know, he's this cool writer, and he he writes for uh, a magazine. I'm not sure if I'm allowed to say. Say it. Vanity Fair. So he works at Vanity Fair, and he you know he did Our Bodies Are Junk with these other guys, and he's very funny. At that point, it's just like, fuck 
Shut he was up, like, he was like, fuck, fuck this man. asshole. No, but he looked at it and he goes, oh, is that him on the cover? And I was like, I don't think that's him I've on the cover. I've been asked that, that dig old ass on the cover. That is not mine. That is a guy who poses on I'm Hollywood what? Boulevard. And he poses for dollar bills. And he, he, the photo is of him at home checking his mail. And if you look closely enough, there's a pizza coupon in the in the mailbox. It's an, ama- it's an amazing cover. Yeah. I, I thought it was just representative of the losers in the book. Which I liked. It was it was colorful, it was cartoony, and I thought it was, you know, Captain America on a bad day. (laughs) (laughs) On a real shitty day. It's well, I've been looking. I'm working with um, my memoir, Agora Fabulous, is coming out next year. And um, who's the publisher? William Morrow, a division of HarperCollins. And so I've been talking with them, with my editor, about you know uh, cover art ideas. And my my cover art idea is whatever they think will sell books. No, don't don't do that. Don't do that. You should. You feel that because you, yours is really unique, and in, that's something you push. Right. In every contract I've had, there's only been three, but I've always had a final say on the cover. That's awesome. Otherwise, it's going to be a you know dig all piece of shit that you're going to see in Barnes and Noble of the typical. Um, stock footage that they'd buy from Corbis or wherever, mm. or like in my case, like here's it, it'll be like a it it would be if I were not with such a brilliant, wonderful publisher <laughs> that's so open to my input, perhaps it would be a cartoon handbag because well, that's sort of the like go-to the, lady. Like right, the cartoon of shoes. Yeah, shoes. Always <laughs> shoes. they love that all the chicken or a birthday and, cake. <laughs> yeah, it's like we. But there, yeah, we're talking about sort of like what to do. And I looked at yours. The people the, I've looked at two books as examples that you I want to cite. Did a lot of research. Oh, I know. And one is Mindy Kaling's book. That's a great cover, actually. Which is a great cover yeah. with her yeah. looking adorable. And yeah. the other one is yours with Captain America. <laughs> so what are you pic- what are you picturing? What's your dream cover? Well, we were talking and we were bouncing around an idea that I actually didn't come up with despite the fact that I'm a narcissist. Um, they were like, well, what if it's about me dealing with agoraphobia and all the sort of crazy weird stories like me, you know, at one point I was so afraid to, um, to I was afraid to even leave my bedroom. So I started like peeing in my room, mm-hmm. like in cereal bowls and stuff. I've told the story in front of many people, so I'm fine with it. I pee in vitamin water bottles in my my room, but that's just because I'm too lazy to go to the bathroom. Well, also, I just pee in the bed. you live in a railroad. <laughs> <laughs> you just pee in a bed. Uh, well, you have to walk through someone else's bedroom to get to the bathroom. I do. So that's like totally understandable. And sometimes, sometimes I'm just pee You're like a long-haul you know? trucker. You just got to piss in a Gatorade bottle when you mm-hmm. got to go, right? <laughs> of course. Yeah. They actually that's have a... corners and windows are full. <laughs> By the way, that is my number one nightmare, pissing in a corner. I don't know what that means. <laughs> it, it is pissing in that a corner. That means you sh- even though I might send my manuscript to you and ask you for a blurb hint, I love hint. to I love don't to. read the book because there's a lot of so that many kind nightmares of stuff. Yeah, I don't have so many it. nightmares that I live through this will mean nothing to me <laughs> well I'm interested the reason I wanted to have you on the show is because A I think that you're very smart and I like you but B um, your your book has various stories of and, and this is the one that I was I was telling Marcus about like this creeps me out the most of anything. <laughs> the author photo. The, no, the concept of a cuddle party really upsets me. <laughs> I believe they call them cuddle puddles. Oh, I, I, I don't know. I may have just made that you up. Made that up. <laughs> I hate 
even you more now. It, that is even. Yeah, that's just perfect. I hate the even cuddle fucking puddle. more, Sergeant Benari. Mmm, <laughs> smell my cuddle it. puddle. Oh. 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 That creepier level. Are you going to the cuddle? Well, let's tonight? let's let's explain to the listeners exactly what a cuddle party is. Well, right. let me just say first of all that I read that story everywhere I went in Portland and Los Angeles. No one knows what the fuck a cuddle party is out there, so it got no laughs. I wish I, I wish I didn't know. I wish I could unknow what it is. Tell us what it is. A cuddle party is when you get together for some non-sexual touch and uh, uh-huh. affection. Uh-huh. You you get Why dressed you up that? in your pajamas with uh, sometimes perfect strangers, and you you just uh, noodle and a toodle down on the floor on these gym mats. <laughs> noodle and a toodle. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but a canoodle foodle. <laughs> maybe. But there's no sex involved. I've always found it my worst nightmare. <laughs> Worse than pissing in a corner. I mean, that to have a stranger touch my giggly wigglies. You know, <laughs> I'm not gonna actually not to touch my giggly wigs. I, I would not want anyone just like hugging me. I don't need to be hugged. I just um, if I'm going there, I want what I'd want, but right. I don't want to be hugged. It sounds like an 18 plus version of an orgy. You know how like they have clubs, but they're eighteen plus clubs that open yeah. before the actual club opens. Right, and, and they they'll, yeah. they'll see a band and they'll drink soda. That's yeah. actually, and then they'll leave. Yeah. And they, this sounds like you know what it is that version of an it's orgy. It's like a virgin yeah. pina colada. It's a virgin yes. orgy. Yes, it is. It's a virgin orgy, <laughs> which is so which, sounds, which is awful because you're missing all the fun of it. Exactly. What the hell is the point of of getting? Close to strangers if they're not touching their doodads. I think that oh, cuddling can be, and I've heard other women oh, say please. this, that cuddling can be more intimate than sex for some people. And For women. For, for, for ladies, yeah. For women, it can be more intimate than sex. And so, to me, I think what, what freaks me out about it is the concept of the emotional, the emotional intimacy that you're having with strangers. Mm-hmm. I think that's why I get so grossed out by it. Right, but you can have that at a, at a truck stop. You know True. I mean? Yeah, I just I'm gonna hug someone. You know, and you don't have to get in your pajamas. When was the last time you were in your pajamas out in public? Oh my god, it's been so long. I want to put them on now. I'm gonna wear them to work tomorrow. <laughs> just <laughs> well, PJs. Yeah, just new job. A new job. Third yes. day. Third day. Yeah, exactly. And I'm just gonna roll in there on the F train in your pajamas. <laughs> just like, hey guys, how's it going? <laughs> I mean, we have wine day and free lunch day, so I, maybe we should have pajama day. Don't do it. That's up there with Hawaiian day. Oh, so awful. It's a slippery slope, my friends. Yeah, Oy. he's right. So Mr. Mike Sachs is here because he's just awesome, and I think that you should uh, read it by all everything that he does. Oh. And uh, is there a website Sugar. that the children can go to? MikeSachs.com. MikeSachs.com. Excellent. And, and uh, Sergeant Bernard's here. And, of course, uh, me and Marcus. I will say one more thing. I've heard so many comedians talk about uh, Here's the Kicker. Oh, that's really like, Nice, it's one you. of those that gets passed around the comedy scene that whenever it came out, everyone's like, hey, have you read this book? Wow. that's yeah. You know, it's such a quiet thing to write for books because you never really see reactions. So to hear something like that is really nice. That's, yeah. And I, and I love Our Bodies Are Junk as well, oh, which, which, is, which is more collaborative because it's right, that a was, whole bunch of you. Exactly. That was done with uh, – I co-wrote that with four other guys who write for Daily Show, The Onion, and now Conan. Can I try and remember all of them? Do and it. you tell me if I got it right? Yeah. Uh, Todd Levin. Yes, who writes, writes for Conan. For Conan. Great writer. Ted Travelstead. Another excellent writer. He writes for Vanity Fair. Okay, 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 okay. Is there a, there's a Scott. Scott Jacobson. He writes now for the Bob's Burgers, which is a horror <gasps> show. Yay! 
judges will accept that answer. Okay, okay, so. okay. Because <laughs> I, I mean, we had you, uh, most of you in the studio. I think we had three, three, four of you in the studio. And then the great Jason Roder from The Onion. So mm. awesome. Yeah, they're all awesome guys who you would love to share a beer with and or hang out with. But not to have sex with. I mean, it's <laughs> no, you should just... fuck all of them. <laughs> no, don't do that. That's and not... I'm definitely, um, devel- <laughs> I'm definitely, and I say that. Even though I'm also uh, developing a, uh, a version of Getting Wet with Sarah B with my friend Dr. Ian Kerner, and we we just basically were such fans of Our Bodies Are Junk that we were like, we wrote to all of you guys, and we were like, hey guys, we're we're pitching a TV show. Do you want to be on it? And and we were like, uh, can we just include you in the pitch to make us look good? And would you I mean, be on it if we get a deal? I didn't and know you guys what the like, hell you were talking about. I, was I like, know. Yeah, so, I know. Uh, you guys were like, yeah. So we're like, okay, bathtub cool. Bathtub sex, promoting books. Basically, here's what we're doing. We're using your our brilliant book to try and get ourselves a TV deal, and then we will make you be on the TV Good. show. That's fine. As a form and, of payment. And, uh, as a form you know of, and, well, we, they would also get paid. <laughs> the obviously. fact that you're in, you're on the front we're end using doing the pitching, you. do it. I, we're doing I, it. The we're worst trying. part about anything is the pitching. Aspect. Me and Dr. Ian Kerner, author of uh, who I would love to have on this show. Sometime. He's a nice guy. I've talked to him. About he's email. a pretty neat dude. Yeah, he's, he's the really author nice of guy. the New York Times bestseller "She Comes First, Ooh. which has an uh, talk about cover. I don't believe in that philosophy, but go on. No. Fine. Oh, shit. Ian's book has a. Um, um, I have to ask Ian to be on this show. Actually, cover. Uh, he's a, a shrink and uh, a really neat guy, sex therapist. Cover of the book is a papaya cut in half <laughs> oh. because it looks like a post hat. Oh, <laughs> oh my god! And he goes on like Good Morning America and the Today Show and shit. And they're like, Ian, tell us about vaginas. And he's like, Okay, it's amazing. And he looks safe. That's why. He's yeah, he looks safe, but he's so naughty. Like he is, is very he naughty though. He doesn't speak know. in a naughty way. He's he's a lot classier and like smarter. He's more than critical I am. than naughty. We're right. naughty, right? We're naughty. Yeah. We're naughty. He's like birds. Lilith from Cheers. <laughs> <laughs> At some point, right. he's gonna let the hair down. Right. And I'm, I'm, like, I'm like Rhea Perlman's asshole from Cheers. That's oh, my what I'm lord. Like. On a great day. I'm like, Do you remember Woody. Coach, the older guy? I'm that guy's asshole. Oh, yeah. Jerry Van Dyke? I, like I don't know who he is was. It, <laughs> it was Jerry Van Dyke. Marcus is like, I'm excuse me, asshole. I've had this fantasy. <laughs> well, you know what, you guys? Since we've got so much brain power in this goddamn room, we wouldn't have enough brain power else. to light up. Five volt battery. <laughs> Did you say a five volt battery? Like yeah, five, volt, five volt. Five volt. We're all coming to America. Five volt, but I thought of a tiny Jew mouse. Is what I thought. Jew mouse. All the right. Mouskowitzes. Thank you. They were. You wish. Okay, we, somebody needs help. Now, everybody right. who needs help can email us, sarah at sarahbenincasa.com. This is from someone named Marcus. Hello, Sarah and Marcus. My name is Marcus, too. <laughs> Yay! Not this Marcus. <laughs> yes. So this guy, this Marcus writes, like Marcus, like what Marcus Parks mentioned, he called you Mr. Marcus Parks mentioned oh, in a previous podcast that he, yeah. he masturbated so much I back did. in the day that it affected the sensitivity of his penis. Marcus did talk this about that. This was a masturbation-themed episode. Oh, it's so jack-off. Yeah, it's I such heard a jack-off. So this Marcus is having a problem with, much as you discussed, uh, the sensitivity issue. He writes, I masturbate way too much, at least twice a day, and I feel that it is affecting me. That's way too much? Get the fuck out of here. (laughs) I'm going to stop you right there. Yeah. (laughs) That's that's Other Marcus, you're fine. Don't worry. But it depends on the time. If he's like whenever he wakes up and whenever he goes to bed, which I uh, do quite a bit. That's a way uh, to bookend the day. That's a great way to bookend the day. But if he's having a hot into the bathroom at work, that's something completely different. Mm. But continue. 
Other Marcus says, I masturbate way too much at least twice a day, and I feel that it is affecting me mentally around women. Having physical contact with a girl, I will pre-come, and it gets worse when I'm in a club and dancing with a lady, and we are, and he writes in parentheses, and we are talking about lewd dancing like on MTV. I love other Marcus. <laughs> and I will pre-come in my 50 pants. 50 years old? I don't know. On the MTVs. Also, when I am sexually attracted to a lady, I pre-come. Plus, I have a horrible habit when I'm at home. If I have some type of sexual thought, I have the instinct to look at porn and masturbate. That's normal. Yeah, other Marcus? Disaster. Who is this <laughs> Other Marcus sounds like he's really looking down on himself for doing things that a lot of guys do. Yeah. I think he needs us to tell him that it's okay is to he, do what he's doing. Is he Catholic? I, I feel like he might be. He's yeah. some... I feel like somebody put in his head the idea that it's not okay to just kind of let your free go. It's totally fine to find downtown Julie oh. Brown attractive. <laughs> <laughs> and that, she's still hot. That Everybody Martha. <laughs> I just jack off to that, that like man in the box. What's his name? Max something. Max, Max Headroom. Max Headroom. I just jack off. So he's like... Is it stutter jack off? <laughs> <laughs> well, other Marcus feels like it's affecting his workflow because he works from home. Ah. What does Marcus do? Oh, no, 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 no. Is he a know. freelance writer? He's probably a freelance writer like like some of us in this room have been. It's Meaning true. two of us at least in this room it's have been. It's almost like he's uh, Roger Hale's <laughs> joke come to life. Yeah. Tell us Roger Hale's joke. Roger Hale has that great joke about how he uh, he's self-employed but he has a, a very lax <laughs> masturbation policy. Yeah. <laughs> Marcus Parks also told me that joke. Like, <laughs> I, I, I have said that it joke was like on episode two. before. Yeah. And, and it, men, it just keeps coming back. Men, yeah. the, what this says to me is that guys relate to it. Like, if guys left to their own devices with enough time right. are going to budget some time for jacking off. And I think other markets, you just need to budget some time for it. Don't punish yourself. Don't budget time. Like, sketching into your daily sketching into your dream put journal. It down in the, <laughs> put it in your iCal. Uh, one thing that I want to know, how much time, because, you know, myself, I mean, I'm five and out. And that's it. You know, it's not like it's taken up 20, 30 minutes of my day. It's five inches and then out of the room. Correct. Five, <laughs> five fully I'm erect inches. Fully. <laughs> like, I don't my know. My sex is a lot and out. I think, I think this guy's just, I mean, he's feeling way too guilty about it. But, but um, I mean, I think with that thing, yeah. You're I feeling, think he needs to calm down. I mean, let me tell you a little story. There was a documentary, a little known documentary called Titty Cut Follies. It was shot in Boston. <laughs> Titty Cut Follies? It was shot in Boston, a mental institution in the late 60s. 60s. Also banned in the United States. Banned in the United States. Wasn't seen for years. Shot by Frederick Wiseman. And Ooh, was seen in the school. movie. The Chitty Cat Follies was actually not a sexual term. It was the the review that was put on once a year by the mental institution patients. So there's one. I was watching this in college. I got a, a bootleg copy, and there was there was a scene where one of the patients, the mental patients, was seeing a psychiatrist, and he was saying that he masturbated five times a day, and the psychiatrist said, well, that that's a sign that you're, you could be mentally ill. Jesus. And I thought, Jesus Christ, if, that, if that's a sign that I'm mentally ill, that I am just fucking off the scale. <laughs> that's nuts. Yeah, I'm schizophrenic, because that's... And I, I thought, the poor guy, why would you tell the guy five times a day? So this guy here, Marcus, two times a day. I mean, that's, that's you know, people do normal. that in the handicapped stall at work twice a day. That's nothing. Other Marcus, yeah. I masturbated twice on the phone with this one the other day. And it's like... To, no uh, one knows who you pointed to, by Oh, I meant Sergeant <laughs> Benari. Like, you know, it's that's Other Marcus. I think the problem here is not how often you masturbate. I think it's that you feel bad about it. And to me, it sounds like you're quite healthy. I mean, listen, which is better, 
masturbating twice a day or um, walking around being angry all the time because you haven't masturbated twice a day. Or smoking yeah. cigarettes. Or, ra- or or beating up people. I'm, or eating shit. Or raping animals. I'm ca- exactly. Wow. Where did the, the raping whole... animals come from? It's yeah. the next level from Cheetos. You said eating junk food. <laughs> I was like, let me build on that. So yes, it goes from and... Burger King to raping some sort of raccoon. Well, <laughs> she thought about the cheetah, and then she's like, that guy's totally oh. a rapist. Oh, you're right. <laughs> yeah. Baby, this is why we're, we're in love. Can I ask you a personal question? Yes, what was he saying? That got you so hot. This one? This one was <laughs> just like... You don't have to get into it. Yes, no, no, we no, do. no, 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 no. I'm on the same page yeah. as yeah. You know, he wasn't really saying anything. I just was like, um, I... He was saying something. <laughs> but I was just like... Uh, he was like, you know what's hot? Listening to you come. And I was like, all right. And that was it. You know, that was all I needed to hear, really. I was like, okay. FYI, fellas. This that's is, all it takes. Now this is going to happen <laughs> twice. Is that what it takes? I always wonder what the... Gentlemen. FYI, guys. Results may vary. But, but also, just cut to the chase. <laughs> just, say, just get to it. It turns me on. To I you like come. when you come. Oh, great! Let's I'm gonna get come to that. now. Yeah. Like we don't need to have a whole elaborate. Dance I told that to it. my boss though the other day. <laughs> you called. You called up Mr. Carter and you said, "Sir." Oh, d- listen. I won't. I won't get into that. Don't even I mention. I will not even get into name. that. I'm not even. No, no, no. You are not representing no. that establishment at, at all. all. Not at, at all. all. No, no. I'm not. I'm not here to represent any. Anything but myself. Here's my question, though: Have you ever have you done? Because I know that they do kind of a little writer series, and Jane Borden just I, I believe Jane Borden love Jane Borden. She's Good fabulous, yeah. and she wrote a Great Jane Borden book. wrote a book that's mm-hmm. fabulous, it's hilarious. That I can't recall the title of right now, but I took a picture of it because I was so excited at Borders. I was like, "Look, your book's at Borders. I'm going to take a picture of it." Oh, I should remember that. I just read it. I feel like an asshole. Jane Borden is really talented, and you should buy her book. And uh, she she is part of this Vanity Fair reading series where they they have authors read. Things. Things. I'm not part of that. I you don't like be, readings. But I bet you know what? I bet you. I bet that you were like, I'm not going to push it because I work here, and that would be awkward. No, it's, it's I. I've done very, very few readings because I don't think. I don't enjoy them. I don't enjoy going to them. I don't enjoy giving them. I find them boring unless there's other things involved. It's like awful. there's food or and, something. Yeah, well, I mean, right, if it's taking place in an interesting place. But it doesn't sell any books. I don't understand the financial logistics behind it. I, you know, I was just sent to Chicago and L.A. and Portland. Cool. It's the first and last time I think I'll ever do it. But, like, I don't understand if it's worth it to the publisher to spend a thousand, two thousand dollars $2,000 for me to go out to Chicago to sell 15 books. Right. At a small, uh, small bookshop. Um, so I think that will be the last time. I, I'd much rather just do a podcast in, yeah. in New York. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm guessing the, the advantages. More bang for the buck. Yes, I'm guessing right, the exactly. advantage no, of true. that is like to get you there, then to get you press in that area, advertising it, and then people will go, well, I, oh, I can't make the reading, but I'm going to right. buy Mike Sachs' book. Can I tell a story so of the Portland reading? One of the Portland readings. 3 o'clock p.m. on a beautiful California Sunday, sunny or, was day. Was it Oregon? No, this was L.A. Okay. Diesel Books in Brentwood. Very that sounds kind of Upper cool. Tony. Two people showed up. Oy. One was my Facebook, a Facebook friend, <laughs> okay. a, a Facebook, friend. Facebook friend. Another person was a retarded woman who stumbled into the store. <gasps> this is not a joke. She had a backpack on, and she started. She did a loop around the store, <laughs> got lost, couldn't find her way out, began to weep. Oh no! Oh, the store manager had to lead her out. This was midway through the reading. Oh my god! I had four readers. I had myself and three other co- comedians. Two people showed up, including the retired woman, didn't sell one book. But was it worth it? It doesn't sound like it. 
Was it's it worth it? It's a great story. <laughs> yes, it was worth it. Eugene Merman. Because he learned. I learned not to trust retarded women. <laughs> <laughs> Eugene Merman has a story about like a 12-year-old retarded boy who, I guess he was doing a book reading, and this little boy, like their parent was a fan. Retarded kids love books. They love I it. Out, I don't know why they do. You guys, tards are big on books. Yeah. Seriously. And I say that, and I know people are going to think that I'm insensitive. And I am. So you're but you have welcome. a retarded father, right? Correct. Yes. And a retarded mother. And that's how they got together at the Tart Fest, which is a sexy romp. That's right. And two chromosomes together makes Sarah. <laughs> Correct. It makes My 42 friend, chromosomes, right? <laughs> My friend Dustin actually worked with individuals with a, a variety of mental disabilities. sick fuck. <laughs> he fucked all of asshole. them. And they were very compliant. But what he said, one of the things, he worked in a residential home. And one of the things that he learned, one of the chief elements of his job was making sure that these adolescents and young adults did not um, uh, fuck because here's the thing just because someone is you know maybe low on the IQ scale does not mean that he or she does not have sexual urges and so these individuals were you know sexually involved and and having a quite a good time but that was not allowed in the group home but it's such a primitive part of the brain that it Mm -hmm. doesn't involve intelligence it's instinct man yeah and like love also is we've I've talked to him about that too like beyond sex like love Love. There's some kind of attachment thing that just happens naturally. Yeah, I don't think I don't think it takes smart people to fall in love. No, There's you ain't got to be a genius. Oh, we've uh-huh. all seen the other sister, right? <laughs> oh my the god! Worst fucking movie ever. Made. I love riding that movie. <laughs> riding the bus with my sister. No, no, no. The Rosie other sister, Juliet. Oh, uh, Juliet uh, Lewis. Yeah, yeah and, Lewis. Uh, and Giovanni Ribisi. That's right. It's like you know, it's one terrific movie. If you haven't gal. seen it, get the Criterion Collection because <laughs> the director's cut is what's wonderful. The, what, what's the Juliet Lewis did with Johnny Depp, where he like irons toast. Benny and, and June. She's kind of touched uh, in the head, and her Benny and June? yes, and her does older he sisters little, he like does, he does. He does the little dance. <laughs> yes, he does, he little, he does, he does little, a lot of Busby Berkeley yes. stuff, and her older sisters like you can't have love. You have a low IQ, and she's like, but Johnny Depp irons toast. By the way, she was right. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out she was right. You guys, FYI, the new I've never seen any of these pirates movies, of the, the Pirates of the <laughs> Caribbean. I do, and not because I'm a hipster, just because I've been like busy like having phone sex with sergeant benari but like and other people it's why are you having phone consuming. sex I think one day before this guy's leaving for a year we're gonna have no, real we're sex in the same tonight room. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's room. just how she gets off it's all right it's through you skype know. through the same room is what you're doing i wish that i had been you know i've never i was not got thank god sexually traumatized in any way but if i had been i wish it was very specific to the phone and it was like Sarah can only get off if she's in the same room as somebody on a cell phone and like diddling herself like that very specific. So I don't know what kind of trauma would produce that. I heard a comedian tell a story about how he uh, or she was once phone molested. Really? Yeah. How did that happen? (laughs) Just uh, thought that it was like a a friend of her father's. Oh. And the guy was just talking just filthy to her the whole time. And she just sat and like listened to it because, you know, she's like, you don't know. You don't know. exactly. I mean, I can't say exactly who it was. All right, Mr. Uh, Camp. Why that can't you say great. it? I mean, she said it in a... She in a, said it in public, yeah. right? She said it in public. So you but, say yeah. it. No, 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 I no. can't because she, uh, <laughs> she's re- specific. It was for another podcast that I do and she specifically requested that that Part be cut out. out. (laughs) (laughs) Julia Duffy. (laughs) We're just going to start. The rest of this podcast will just be us naming female comedians. Bette Midler. Lucy, it was Bette Midler. She was Lucia Ball. It was during Bette Midler's PR tour for Beaches. Marcus was one. My mother went to school with the author of Beaches. Shut the front door. In, In Pittsburgh. Oh, my God. 
that's so cool. Yeah. Is it? Speaking <laughs> I of, think it's uh, pretty neat. Pittsburgh top three American cities on my list of ones. Oh, uh, we were I just love. talking about that before the show. Pittsburgh is a. Gr- I'm reading a book called Pittsburgh Noir, and it is great. Ooh. It's fantastic. And my family, my mother's family is from Pittsburgh. It is a wonderful one. If you have not been to Pittsburgh, I feel like Pittsburgh does not get Very sufficient tourism. Yeah, it's, it's, you should go. It is wonderful. It is overgrown. The, the thing about Pittsburgh is that there are parts of it that have crumbled. And then in the crumbling parts, the the insane like vines and greenery have overgrown it. So it's this beautiful city. Right. And like there's a lot of hip art and fucked up like awesome It's a strange city. There. It's very Appalachian in some ways. It's mm-hmm. also very hip. A great university. It's great hospitals. I love it. Great culture. The um, the Andy Warhol Museum is there. Uh, so, you know, a lot of great stuff there. <gasps> the Andy Warhol Museum, I wish I could have sex there. Because the in the Andy Warhol Museum, they have something that is called the Cloud Room. And I've been there. Oh, and it's got it's got yeah. pillows that look yeah, like yeah. clouds. Lasted and you can play with minutes. them. Right, yeah. I was beneath those. Um, <laughs> this was years ago. But it's a great, actually a great museum to go to. It, it's it's I'd such recommend a neat it. place. And Pittsburgh also is, I think, in the summer it gets really hot and then it rains. And it's very sexy. And there's a lot of cool, like... I wouldn't call it sexy. I though, find right? Pittsburgh to be sexy. There's Do you a find any city? Not a sexy. punk rock steel work. No, I'll fuck any city. You, uh, Baltimore. Would you fuck I like, Baltimore? I, oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. You know there's, why? There's diseases in Baltimore. How about Rockville, Maryland, where I'm from? Would you fuck Rockville, Maryland? Yes, but I want to be specific about why I won't fuck Baltimore. It's because of all the blacks. <laughs> <laughs> I like that you have just, this one podcast, you're like, I hate retarded people. I hate the blacks. Hate have the you not had women. sex with a black man? <laughs> I have had oral sex with black people. What's the problem making love with a black person? I think it's because I hate them instinctively. <laughs> <laughs> like, I think that's mostly... Yeah, it's, that could do it. I think it's yeah. my racism. I think you know? so. Like, I think it's my racism. But I'll tell you, Here's Baltimore blacks Full disclosure, podcast listeners, Sarah's a terrible person. Yeah, yeah awful person. Here's who else I hate. Asians, mm-hmm. uh, Latinos, uh-huh. Pacific Lord. Islanders. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, uh, Canadians, Antarcticans. Oh, Canadian. Cana- I will murder you on sight if you are Canadian. I don't care. True so- story about Baltimore, though. Oh. Yeah, Baltimoreans. I went, to, uh, Baltimore I, I went well. to my advanced training down at Fort Meade in Maryland. My father-in-law went there, so yeah. we uh, spent a lot of time down at Inner Arbor. And, oh boy! Uh, I mm, to this crap day, cakes. Well, crap cakes. What's what interesting I is I don't know exactly where they filmed the wire. I know it's all Baltimore, East Baltimore. But yeah. the strip club, Orlando's, uh, the strip club Orlando's, the interior of Orlando's. It's either filmed in the strip club that we used to go to. Which was, I believe, the Cinderella room. You went to a strip club. I hate you. It was the or, or the Baltimore strippers. What were they? awful? It was terrible. It I'll was, tell you something. About, although, well, I will, I I, although I will say this, my favorite stripper experience ever occurred in Baltimore because we went into the strip club and. The the guys that I became buddies with, uh, they were all very well read and literate. They were all they were all like characters out of some novel. Where it's like I don't know why I'm here. I'm I'm just doing this for the research. It's like the Neil Simon. Yeah, it was Army it was movie. totally Biloxi Blues. And we're hanging out, and one of the so one of my buddies he has uh, he has the Clockwork Orange. T-shirt. He's uh, a rapist. He's got a he was a rapist. He's got a clockwork he was orange an English T-shirt. Rapist. What woman can't resist that? Right. That's, mm, mm. Yes. And so the stripper who's up there is like, I prefer Burgess's novel. Wow. And Whoa. he, his eyes lit up. He was like, you don't exist. Yep. You're like the tooth fairy. How much money and did And then, oh, so much money. Went, and I was like, wow, all it took was just you 
you went online, went to Barnes and Noble, <laughs> memorized the author right. of a book. That's no, no. I bet that I'm stripper like that. read it. I no, bet she read she it. She had to. The have. question is, why did she read it? She was the. Is she stripping her way through. She her, was her, literally her stripping MFA, her way through. Not an MFA. Through her Johns Hopkins. At Johns MFA. Hopkins. She was. She was stripping her way uh, <laughs> to be an English teacher. And I'm like, you are going to be the best English teacher ever. Yeah. Oh, my God, that's aw- I used to be an English teacher, and this is a true story. Today, somebody sent me a thing on Formspring. They said, shut up, fat stripper. So I feel like I'm that Did girl. Did you fuck any of your students? No, I didn't. I thought about it with one of them, though. He was, um, uh, he was, God, he was a, let's see, he was a sophomore, but he was like, Seventeen, so that's oh, all. So still statutory. All, about still statutory, yeah. right? Yeah. Well, no, you were in New Mexico, legal. Yeah, probably in New Mexico. If you get married and you're what over the age of New twelve, Mexico? they're like good job. I was in Las Cruces, New Mexico. Why? Uh, I joined the AmeriCorps program. You're following which is, the UFOs. Uh, there were a lot of UFOs yeah. there, and actually, I made a joke about um, about UFOs because I was. This is. Um, no, I wrote this. I wrote a piece for Jezebel recently about this, and. Um, um, I was, uh, because I was promoting a Planned Parenthood thing I was doing, so I wrote this essay for Jezebel, um, which is a site that hates and loves women. And so I wrote this thing for them, and I love their founder, Anna Holmes, who loves women. Anyway, um, also I don't hate black people, guys, but I do hate Mexicans. So I wrote about when I was living in New Mexico, and I stooped this young gentleman, who was very, a lovely gentleman, and after we had stooped postcoitally, he was like... I, I said, you know, this. You've got a necklace on. It's really nice. I've noticed it because we've been fucking, and it's been, <laughs> what you noticed? Yeah, Good for you. It's been in my face. Uh, I've your been boyfriend noticing. is intensely looking at his phone right now. Correct. He's like, phone, <laughs> phone, I went to my phone, happy place. Phone, I'm like, phone, oh, I'm not phone. here anymore. So it uh, this, this necklace with a purple crystal, and I said to him, you know, gentleman, um, this is really nice. Like, where where did you get this? And I'm thinking he's going to say to me like at hot topic. And he goes, oh, this is from when I was taken. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh, my God, you were kidnapped? And he said, yes. And I'm like, oh, I'm so upset. I'm like, oh, I know my first name is Stephen Face on the milk cart. And like, I'm in a very Carolyn B. Cooney mid-90s place. And he goes, it's when the aliens took me. And I was like, wait, are you serious? And he's like, yeah, the aliens took me when I was a baby. And um, they brought me back. And my mother found this she was changing my diaper and she saw a flash of light and then she saw this crystal and backstory to him was that his mother ran a massage and crystal healing school uh, how and ironic i said to this young gentleman i said i said to him i'll call him george i said george has it ever occurred to you that maybe you know you were a baby uh maybe you had swallowed one of the crystals your mother had around the house since crystal healing and massage are her business and the look on his face was I've never disappointed someone so, like disillusionment. Wait, what? It was like I told, blew his mind. It was like I told the Loch Ness monster that the Loch Ness monster was not real. That never happens in the Agony. Northeast. You know, I mean, mm. you never find anyone from Rockville, Maryland, getting anally raped no. in a UFO. <laughs> well, I related this well, tale when but, I was. I was well, right, not I by was, UFO. <laughs> East Baltimore, maybe, but not a UFO. <laughs> well, I was in AmeriCorps at the time, teaching high school at a school in New Mexico, which was a pretty fucked up, fun, wild ride, and we were having a, a faculty um, party 
agree. And I mentioned it, and I expected these very well-educated teachers around me to just to laugh along with me. But one of the women there, specifically it was the principal at the time, oh, um, looked at me very seriously and was like, well, people do get taken, Sarah. And she wasn't kidding. And it's like a whole culture in New Mexico where people believe. And you know what? Maybe mm. I'm the asshole. Maybe it's true. Maybe they are all getting taken. But there's they're, they're <laughs> raised. Makes you feel terrible. Well, it's like to, they're raised with the belief that, yeah, some of them, not all of you people in New Mexico, but there's a lot of people who do believe. And they're smart people who now, have, you know, advanced degrees and are way, score way better than me on tests. You don't have to get raped. You can get medically checked out. Yeah, by yeah. an alien. Now, I've always wanted to get medically checked out but not be able to pay because of the insurance problem. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Your insurance has been declined. They only have, have to return you. Right. Back to Rockville, Maryland, you go. You don't have the group plan like that we... But I, I feel like... <laughs> Back why, to rock. Where are the success stories from the alien abductions where they just... You don't get, hear about those. You don't hear about George, those. Where George came back with worked. a nice necklace. The yeah. guy that I fucked got an... I think that's a, success, that's a win. And it worked out pretty well for him. Yeah, it worked out great See? for him. Success story. And then you know what he did? After we had sex, he gave me Eddie Murphy Raw on VHS. Okay, now that's awesome. This, guy's a, this guy was a charmer. He was really charming. Yeah. He was 20. He was really... And I was 20... Four. Do you remember how many people you had sex with? In, oh, a, yes. a, a total? <laughs> Not today. I mean, in general. Yeah. I got drunk with this one the other day at a very fancy restaurant, and I was like, let's have this conversation. So I've I've kissed. I counted them. You'd be like, kissed. And you I have to get into numbers. Well, you know I'm going to get into numbers. Uh-oh. I counted. And I've had I've had flashbacks since. So I've kissed approximately 75 people in wow. my life. Wow. I cannot believe you remember that. Well, it took a while. I've I went through 10, it. I've 10,000 people. <laughs> Which is at awesome when you're enjoying. By the way, that's always awesome. Awesome when you're enjoying a very expensive steak dinner. Yeah, I was like, I know you're leaving for Afghanistan, and I really love you. Let's talk about who else. Where I've it had starts with, with it's not as many as you think, and then it ends with, oh, that's way more than. So I thought. if you've kissed seventy five, that means you fucked ninety. No, I think I fucked exactly. <laughs> I think I've actually probably had sex with like uh, twenty to twenty five people. That's not that. That's not much. If we're talking yeah. about like penis and vagina, because I was raised Catholic, so that's the only is thing I consider ta- sex. Is that what I didn't know what sex penis was. and vagina? <laughs> Gay people don't have real sex. That's why the Catholic Church condemns it. It's not real. Well, let's look at Marcus. Do we have time for like one more reader email? Yes, we do. Okay, cool. This one is in all caps, which so you know it's awesome. Um, And it's in all caps. Could you scream it? Oy vey. Hey, Sarah, I've been listening (laughs) to you and Marcus since day one. And I have to say first off that I love you guys. It's like I'm hanging out with my friends when I listen to you. And honestly, you should do more podcasts. LOL. It would really help me get through my day a little better. So this girl sounds sounds awesome because she loves us. Yeah, she's so, very excited. Requirement. She's twenty three years old. She's from California, and she cannot make up her mind. For the past four years, I've been really good friends with a guy that's two years older than me, and so damn good looking. It isn't even right. This goes to a serious place, by yeah, the way. Yeah, this is this one's a tough. This goes to a serious is. place. He Is constantly that? tells me that I'm beautiful and that he wants to take care of me, and he even enjoys having my sixteen month old daughter around. It sounds amazing, I know. So oh. what's the problem? Here's the Monkey problem. Wrench. Get ready for it because there's, there's a big problem and we're all going to get serious and have a moment. Um, so they knew each other kind of through mutual friends since high school, but it wasn't until she was about 22 and he's about like, well, whatever he is. He was in a really bad car accident and he's paralyzed from the waist down. And she writes, I don't have a problem with him being in a wheelchair because we've been so close for so long it really doesn't matter. And she, But she says, I am by nature a very sexual person. Like, I gotta have it when I want it, both guys and girls. She's a winner. Yeah. And she's like, you know, She's talked to the guy. His dick still has some feeling in it. It still functions. <laughs> Watching her get off is enough. And and sh- she's like, 
they've been talking about basically she's got a friend he's disabled and i would uh, first of all i'm going to encourage you to uh, uh you, gosh i don't know if i should say her real name because it's very unique so i'm going to call her tara tara her name starts with a t so i'm going to call her tara tara you need to get a copy of the book that mike Sachs parodied um our bodies ourselves um which is by the boston women's health collective i believe it's got a great mm. section on sex when you have a disability you obviously don't tara but your dude does so you should check that out so she's just kind of like i think it's amazing that she, she's with someone who has a disability and she's like he's fucking awesome it's oh, fantastic it's, yeah it's, uh, very admirable wait for i mean it. it's pretty mm. rad it's just, incredible uh, just wait for it okay. oh wait, well okay so okay. here's here's part two so when they first began he's i'm not sorry larry flint is he <laughs> is this gonna go it's to larry a breaking flint. the waves place uh yeah, where there's like rape and then the, you know what oh, let me just for wait, a moment rape? she raped him does that happen in breaking the waves is there rape no the it, breaking the waves basically uh she get up on the mic he, he gets uh the dude who gets paralyzed in breaking the waves um she, the woman goes out he encourages her to go out and start just banging a whole lot of other dudes. Yep, and, and including then, that dude who's in a bunch of like U.E. Yeah, pictures. and then it just gets into a weird place with the two of them, and then she's uncomfortable with it. This is a comedy, right? I it's hilarious. It's so funny. It's uh, Dane pre- Cook. This is a Wayne. Rob Brothers. Reiner directed it with the Wayans Brothers. <laughs> the midget, the midget, or something. Yeah, so, it's yeah. hilarious. They are terrific, by the way. The Wayans Brothers. If Talent. you haven't checked out their movies yet, you really should. They're Here's the wonderful. thing: I'll make fun of them, and if one of them called me up and said, "Sarah, be in my next picture," yes, ma'am. I'd go, "Yeah, scary who? movie." 20 i'll do it i'd be like i'm desperate do it um so yeah that actually i this is a total other and tara i i'm gonna apologize to you for a moment because um i am going to go off on a tangent about myself because i'm very selfish as you know because you've listened to the podcast this is like episode 11 or 12 um i dated this boy who was a a filmmaker uh mumblecore filmmaker aaron katz what did he make what what film oh dance party usa and quiet city and there's another one he's talented guy gets reviewed in the times it's very impressive lives in pittsburgh um just a very talented gentleman anyway used to be a uh used to be a projectionist at ifc nice and they did a lars von trier oh boy marathon here we go so i sat with aaron years ago in the booth And they played Breaking the Waves. I think I sat through three showings of Breaking the Waves. One. (laughs) One is too many. (laughs) Yeah. It took me about a year to watch that film. Agonizing. Watched, like, some scenes from one and then was just like, fuck it. I'm going to eat pizza the rest of the time. What does he do as a projectionist when he has to see a film over and over and over again? I think he just, for him, he would be fun to have on the podcast, actually. Um, But I think that for him, it was just kind of like, you just don't see it anymore. Because right. you know, it's white it, like, noise, basically. Yeah, you see it twenty five times, like right. whatever. It's like being a gynecologist, <laughs> right? Correct. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. back to Tara. Back to Tara. So what happened was he recently had another surgery. Her guy recently had another surgery, and the doctor fucked it up. Oh. And so now he does not. He no longer has any oh. feeling in the dongle. And her deal is this. Tara's like, listen, this guy's awesome. I love him. I could raise kids with him. I'm a single baby mama. He loves my daughter. Like, there's all these reasons for me to be with this person. But to be frank, like, I want to get fucked. Yeah. So it's a really, t- it's a tough situation. But Tara, I think you need to be true to yourself. And I think it would be more fucked up for her to lie 
to this man. I think so. And pretend that everything's going to be okay. And then six months, a year, three yeah. years, six years down the road, cheat on his ass. And with all the guilt and the uh, everything that that would bring, then to just be honest up front and be like, I love you. I love you as a friend. And I would, I just, this just isn't going to work for me. This isn't what I want. Well, she's very accepting of him. He should be accepting of her, of her needs and mm-hmm. what she needs. And I, you know what? I think she should tell him. And I think there's a good chance he'd accept that. I think he would get it. I don't think this is a gentleman. He sounds fantastic. He, this doesn't sound like a guy who's going to be like, what? You can't accept that? Like, I can't have sex with you. What's wrong with you? It sounds like a guy who's going to be like, okay. Yeah, both yeah. both these people it's sound really hard. It's going to be really hard. Hard, sure. I think honesty, the only way it can be I done. think honesty and being upfront is the best way to go. Pretty much always, but especially in this case, especially Definitely, hearing all, everything that we know about these people. Right, make it clear from the get-go. I mean, because quite frankly, the guy probably loves this woman. How many women... You can't you can't roll into a, a, a strip joint or a bar and just pick up women. Hello? No, you're going to have to I've probably... tried it. You can't do it, right? That's correct, You can't, right? like, be like, hey, let's go see Murderball and I'll finger bang you. Like, that's well, not really that's, work. Yeah, that's, that's not a bad line, actually. Oh, that's a great line. He, I mean, let's these... go see Schindler's List and I'll finger bang you. Oh, a, shin, a slight shint. Uh, you know what? I know that I really... My orgasms <laughs> happen when you see the red coat on the pile. That's when I come. <laughs> Every time I watch Every that time. film. Every time. Yeah. That's when I watch right. But, yeah, I think these are two, from what I can gather, these sound like two really amazing human beings who are dealing with some fucked up real life choices be honest, be and accidents yeah. and like i think this guy could end that, up being a big part of your life you always have to be just straightforward mm-hmm. well in, i'm in gonna situation tara you sound pretty kick-ass and please do read that portion of uh, our bodies ourselves just if only because our body are junk our bodies are junk yes read, our read bodies first, ourselves the disability first. portion no don't buy that buy our bodies <laughs> are junk well let's end on if we can just real quick we can and on a high uh, on, on a little bit of We're a high note. We're ending the program already? We are. I know. Now, let me see if I'm allowed to say this man's name. He's a... Okay, so he's a fan of... Um, Is he British? He's a fan of... No. No, he's not. He's from New Jersey. Oh, we have a lot of British teen fans. We do. Um, really? Yeah, we, we get a lot of emails from them. It's giant. A ton yeah, of UK our, fans. I'd say possibly the majority of our listeners I would say 75% of our emails so come from people in the UK. uncircumcised penises we're talking Uncircumcised about. dicks, so and they're very confused about, like, yeah. about everything. Th- everything. Oh. Yeah, they have no idea what's going on. So they're very guilty about colonialism. And so <laughs> this guy, he says we can call him Sean. He's a fan of the doctor. He loved our Doctor Who episode. He's in Jersey. Uh, and here's his basic question. Mm-mm-mm. He's at Community College in Jersey right now. Doesn't really like it. What the hell is he doing in Jersey City from England? I don't know. No, no, no. He's, not he's not English. This one's, he's he's English. actually not English. He is a fan of Doctor Who, though. All right. Um, he says, <laughs> this is what Sean says. I'm not much of a partier, and I was wondering what advice you would give on progressing from meeting someone to getting into a relationship in a casual setting such as oh we have a mutual friend or oh i met you in a class or oh we met at a club he says i know you've broached some of these topics before when you talked about dating in the workplace flirting or whatever but he's like how do you go from friendly acquaintances to more than that this guy sounds very shy he sounds like a shy sweetheart i was shy and he sounds nerdy he goes into a whole thing about doctor who i don't think you will ever regret going for it you should just come right out and be honest. That's a really good point. Say, I like you. Let's, you know, this is how I feel about you. Let's do the thing. Otherwise, I mean, you look back and think, why didn't I do that? Mm-hmm. I mean, the woman, uh, the, uh, she's not going to not like you afterwards. I mean, I think at the very least she'd respect you for just being honest. The worst thing that happens 
is nothing. Yeah. Which is what's going to happen if you do nothing. Yeah. So right, at least so go for it. it because then you don't have to wonder. Because yeah. right. you're going to get to a point. It's such a compliment anyway. Yeah. I like you. What, I love it. I get off when guys are like, I think you're sexy. I'm one, like, of course you do. One thing I realized as I got older, mm-hmm. and I am less confident in myself now than when I was younger. Uh, I'm just but, the opposite. But I'm more confident. I'm more confident now, but I'm but I'm less happy with myself than I was when I was younger. I should say, but I was so I was so much more. I was just I didn't know what I was doing when I was younger, and so I didn't have the confidence. And so now looking back, I realize I had all these missed opportunities where I would look at things and I'd be like, oh. If I had just gone for it, that would have happened. That is what's going to haunt you. And now, I'm just like, I just went for it. I didn't think I had a chance, and then I did. He did. And I totally did. But... That, so just always go for it. Like, mm-hmm. always, seriously, always be close. Don't be rude. <laughs> don't be obnoxious. But just express what you're feeling. That's all. Girls well, admire that. I have to say, we admire when a guy like again, not being you know gross or aggressive or nasty, but just we admire a guy who tells us. I mean, come on, like what most young women or old women um, were raised to believe that like we're gorgeous but not gorgeous enough, or you're pretty but not pretty. Enough or you're thin but not thin enough. So no to have one's somebody happy with themselves. right. So to have somebody say to you like, "I dig you. I'd like to take you out," or "I think you're really pretty. Like, can I kiss you?" or whatever it is. Like that's incredibly gratifying to us. Even yeah. if, let me just put it this way: every girl I know would much rather sit down with her girlfriends and be like, "Oh, this guy's really into me, and I don't know what to say to him because right. I'm not into him." Then. Nobody's into me, and I'm so sad. Yeah. So you're making somebody's day better, um, Sean, just by you know going for it. Well, he's got the will, I'd yeah. say, but mm-hmm. I don't know. He doesn't know the way. That's, yeah. that's his biggest. You know what? Problem just be right honest now. and say. Yeah, that's I mean, just that's admit you don't have the way, and that's enough. That, like, that I'm not that good. Girls love awkward Here, here's cute guys. The, here's the thing: when you if you can be friendly and fun and hang out with girls and uh, and have a good time and make them laugh. If at some point you want to take it to the next level, the girl's either going to be into you or she's not. And the only way to figure that out is to just make the move. And it could be as simple as, hey, I really dig you. Or just, may I show you my dig all big? Yeah. Correct. Or just like, hey, what would you think about me? I really want to make out with you right now. Mm-hmm. Just whatever it is to get into it. Right. And then she'll either say, oh, I don't really want to make out with you. And you'll be like, oh, that's cool. I was just totally joking. Let's watch Doctor Who. And, or, yeah. And Sean, I would like to just point out to you that San Diego Comic-Con is, I believe, in June or July. It's coming up real New quick. York Comic-Con, which you are much closer to, is October. I believe it's October, somewhere in the like October 11th through 16th region. Go to places where geeky girls hang out and talk to them. And right. go to meetups. Like, are you on Twitter? Join Twitter. Look up, um, you know, look up meetups near you where there's chicks who are into what you're into, and you'll feel more comfortable because at least you'll have something to talk to them about. And you can talk about Doctor Who and the TARDIS and like Amy and how you want to bone her. Yeah, I also of- take yeah. much exception to uh, his disdain for Torchwood. Oh, he disdains Torchwood. Oh, he doesn't like Torchwood oh. at all. So he's, oh. he, I'm, I'm a little, I'm a little upset at the guy, but you know what? Best of luck to you. Uh, what would you, what Captain would you Jack say Harkness though, wouldn't like that. What would you say to get him over his 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 nervous his hump. his nervousness and his Torchwood disability? <laughs> well, I'd say just take a cue from Captain Jack Harkness and go for it. Yeah, just bone every that's, that's, Jack. That's from the Billy Joel song. Captain no, <laughs> Captain Jack, wish you high tonight. Yeah, I know. Yeah. No, Mike, I don't think you do. Let's oh, talk about do. let's let's do another hour on the difference between the Billy Joel song "Captain Jack" will get you high tonight 
and Doctor Who and Torchwood for Mike Sachs. I am yeah. obsessed with Billy Joel. I really am. <laughs> he's I think, fabulous. I think he's an he's a genius. He's half genius, half idiot. <laughs> yes, he is. And he never knows. Which no, is no. Which. That, that, that's, that's, to be a genius, you can't know you're a genius. You have to be. <laughs> Is our, I wish Best this were an Italian by the way, restaurant. <laughs> well, Either so, way, it's okay. You wake up with yourself. Hey, so. red wine or white. Hey, <laughs> so Mike Sachs, we can go to MikeSachs.com to hang out with you. Uh, Sergeant Bernari, have a fabulous time in Afghanistan. This guy is real. This guy isn't a character. This guy exists. He's this real. sergeant exists. This guy's a cool dude. He's, He's a pretty off neat to guy. Uh, overseas soon. True. I will be uh, live tweeting the war. So. You were you live tweeted your, your experience at Fort Hunter. I did. Good. That was a test run, and yeah. it went pretty well. They, so. they, he did like three right. weeks of this LARPing at a fake Afghan Check this guy's Twitter. I check like out twitter.com slash Benari Lee um, and see what guy, he's, what he's doing. And, uh, of course, MikeSax.com. Twitter.com slash Marcus Parks. That's it. And Twitter.com slash Everybody David dance now. Come on. Bounce. Got to stick it in that thing. Stick it in that hole and go. Bye, guys. We'll see you next week. Bye.